Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Sandoval, what's up guys? So we're doing a very special bonus episode because we got got our, our own source with some Paul George news. We brought in Jake and we brought in Trent because this is the first time they're here and I want to see what their reactions are to it. How are you guys doing? What up? What's good? I'm living the dream, baby. Living the dream. Living the dream. So, so somebody hit me up today and was like, hey, I got some Paul George stuff. And I was like, okay, let's hear it. And I was like, let's see if this is actual news or not, right? So it turns out from my source that Paul George is expecting to come back after the all-star break if the clippers could stay in contention until then now we all know this there's a rough stretch of basketball coming up so we'll see and he hasn't had surgery yet and if paul george does come back it's most likely looking like quiet's coming back now some of that doesn't sound like news but if you listen to the details, it does look like for sure Paul George is expecting to come back after the All-Star break. Now, can that be the day after the All-Star break? I'm assuming not, but it could. Or it could be the last game of the season. But we're expecting Paul George. <laughs> he, he wants to come back. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Boo. Sucks. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> The, we're gonna get a lot less Luke Kennard. Is that what you're worried about, Jesse? That's basically Mr. Ohio. I can't see him not getting the ball. You know, it's just irritating. <laughs> this demands the ball so much. <laughs> I. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing news. I. We had seen through like Instagram posts and things like that. Like he's not running around with his arm in a sling, which you would probably have to have after, right after you have the mm-hmm. surgery. And he went to the Rams game and stuff like that. So I think that the he hasn't had surgery yet thing isn't like. That's not like a secret. I, I think that yeah. we would have probably heard already if he had had the UCL surgery, but it's, it's really cool to hear that he's, you know, that that's the plan. I think we've kind of heard the rumblings of this, but to have an actual source inside, that would be pretty yeah. bitching. you got that, huh? All right. Yeah. All right. I, 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 for I, you guys I, are legit. I, I know some people, you know, <laughs> what about you, Jake? I think it's great, man. Look, um, Considering all the BS that we've had to put through for the whole season, to, to, just to have this news, like, it's crazy. Uh, I'm excited. Hopefully, we can stay afloat. That's the big thing. February is a big stretch, uh, a lot of tough teams. So, to stay 500 with that, I I mean, that's all I could ask for. And let's try to make the push afterwards. The West is wide open to me. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix is good, is- but they're beatable, I think. I think the West is getting more wide open as the days go along and the injuries yeah. start piling up and, yeah. and we're about to see some trade action. Uh, somewhat. People are getting moved. We just don't know who or where yet. But, right. uh, you know, you look at like Utah's got to be shopping now with, with Ingles out and Gobert's been up and down the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I think the Suns are probably going to stand pat. Uh, the Warriors are struggling without Draymond in the lineup. Uh, Steph finally came alive last night, but you know, I think we're going to see some movement in the in the middle somewhere. I, you know, we I, know that Kristaps Porzingis got hurt just a couple of days ago, so I guess Dallas could be looking like yep. if the Clippers were to meet the Jazz in the playoff, the Jazz don't have a player out there who's going to injure up somebody else's ACL. <laughs> so how do how ah. are they going to expect to get through that series? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't. They're good. They're good. <laughs> Snyder's just like in the, in the back, just like in front of like a whiteboard, just like, I don't know yeah. how we're going to do this. <laughs> like, that, that Utah team is seriously just falling apart right now. Yeah. If are. you look at their play over the last like three weeks, it's been a disaster. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've been talking about maybe catching the sixth seed. Hell's bells. Utah may drop down to us and help mm-hmm. us out. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, and I don't think Dallas can keep up this level of play with Hardaway out, with now Porzingis out. I mean, they're going to start to struggle, especially Luka, if they look to make a move. Luca's a special player, but to do it all by himself <laughs> is going to be uh, tough. Uh, what about you, Jesse? What are your thoughts? 
I mean, I don't know who would be against having Paul George back, honestly. I think this team needs it. I think this team is fun watching them without the superstars. We're finding other resources to win games. You know, our defense is looking fantastic. Um, our offense, sometimes it's it's next man up mentality. You know, one person starts having a really great game. Luke, Luke Kennard had a couple great games so far. So, mm-hmm. you know, to have some more stability on the offensive side and then have Kawhi later come in, uh, it's, it's what I dream for, you know. To, to get guys like PG and Kawhi. They stop those silly droughts that we have mm-hmm. where you go oh, yeah. eight minutes without making a bucket. You can give PG the ball on three straight possessions and he's going to put one of them exactly. in the can. He'll, he'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll uh, figure it out. He's a smart guy. Do you, so the reason why this is not just the same old stuff we've been seeing on Twitter and stuff like that is it looks like the expectation is for them both to be back. That's the expectation at this point. Yeah. Not necessarily like if ands and buts, it's like that's the expectation. It's just the Clippers now, I guess, need to live up to what is considered contention. Now, what would you guys consider contention? To me, it would be you're in the seventh or eighth seed, preferably the seventh seed. So at least you have home court advantage for the first playing game. Uh, but what would you guys consider contention? Because like it could be like the Clippers do fine in February, but for whatever reason, we're still in the play in, and Paul George is like. And the Clippers and Paul George decide, like, no, it's still not worth it, you know. So, what do you guys consider contention? I would also agree. I, I would think it would have to be between the seven and eight seed. I mean, you make a good point with the home the home court advantage. You want that in the playing tournament. Um, I wouldn't argue with that. I think it's it's too much to ask for this team to uh, you know go for the six seed, <laughs> uh, especially where it's at right now. No, no, I think I think legitimate contention means you're still within two or three games of that six seed after the all-star break or at the all-star break. Because our home stretch, those that stretch of games through March is not that daunting. And the the early April, the end of the season, is really a pretty easy stretch. Like we have two tough games in that part of April, and we could be playing two teams with nothing to win or lose at that point, just trying to stay healthy. So I think. Six is not out of the question yet, guys. It's not. It's not out of the question, but it's getting further and further away the more the Nuggets pull off these wins. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not looking at the Nuggets so much. I'm looking at the Utah Jazz tumbling through the no. – tumbling mm. backwards, <laughs> and I don't know how long the Mavs are going to be able to keep up this stretch too. You know, we're only – a little bit of momentum away from starting to pick things up. And that four and four road trip is a big, big changer for season changer for us. You know, those guys talk together nonstop for two weeks on this trip. They lived mm-hmm. together. They had no outside interference. They had no distractions. It was just you and your, you and your teammates. If you saw that video that the LA clips official <clears throat> Twitter handle put out, that they cut together of the guys on the trip. Like they're having fun. Mm -hmm. They're starting to feel it. They're all available, which is wild. Yeah. So uh, they're starting to build something. And if they could just start cooking at the right time, we got two winnable games this week against uh, the Lakers and the Bucks because the Bucks are on the second game of a back-to-back on the road. Uh, The Lakers game is the second half of a back-to-back for the Lakers. And we're on two days rest in both situations. So we've got rest advantages. Can I can I throw something out to you that's a little frustrating in my head? No, I would say the Dallas games are a little are possibly the most winnable games on this stretch, and one of them is on the trade deadline day. So there could be a chance that we make a deal and then we're just shorthanded on that during that game on the tenth. Good take, good and take. Then, you know, and then that's just we just have to count that as a loss when that could technically be a make or break game, not necessarily for the season, but a make or break game for what our decisions are moving forward. Now there's a decent chance we go one and five on the stretch or something. And then we get those five wins back at the end of the month. You know, that's where's the the positivity. That's entirely possible. (laughs) Uh, I'm, I, I honestly think we could go 500. It's just like, if we blow, if we decide to go with seven people on the 10th, because we decided to throw some trades out or we're flying Keon from wherever he's at to play in that game, you know, that, that, that's a tough pill to swallow knowing that we're going to have the Suns and golden Santa back to back. Okay. After that. So call your source and say, 
hey, pass it around the team. Let's make sure that we take those couple of G League guys with us, those two-way guys, Jay Scrub, Keon, just yeah. in case. <laughs> right. Just in case we need them in Dallas. Or or if you're going to make a trade, do it beforehand. <laughs> and just don't do it at the very last minute. And well, I've got I've got Larry Fingers' phone number, so I'll call him up and tell him what's up. <laughs> I, I I in our last podcast, I said he hopefully he just turns it off on the tenth. Like he just he he leaves his phone at home. It yep. wasn't even charged, or he went to bed, didn't even charge it. He's rushing in the morning because Steve Ballmer doesn't like when he shows up late, and he's just like it's not charged, and people are calling him, and then all of a sudden the trade deadline, he forgets that the trade deadline is on Eastern time, and then he just like forgets everything. It's just like uh, Larry Fingers thinks he's had a bad day, but really it saved the Clippers franchise. <laughs> what about you, Jake? You know, looking 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 at the Nuggets schedule. Can you guys you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking at the Nuggets schedule, um, they got the Jazz tonight, the Nets on Sunday, uh, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Warriors, and like the next ten. And I think that's kind of tough. It's not an easy schedule. No, I think so, that's kind of tough. I mean. So we could possibly keep up even if we're losing. I mean, I'm saying like they they're only three and a half games up. So it, it's not out of the question. If we pick up a couple oh, games okay. here and there, before you know it, we're in we're within shooting distance. And like I said, our down the stretch schedule is really soft. You know, we got a lot of games against Houston coming up. Yeah. We got three games against the Lakers coming up. I think I consider that soft because mm-hmm. you know any chance I get to. Bad, bad mouth the Lakers. I'm going to take it. <laughs> well, the, Lakers, the, Lakers, play, the Lakers don't scare me at all. So, they, no, really. I mean, they basically play the Warriors like twice in the next like 10 games. They play the Nets, the Celtics, the Raptors twice. That Raptors team is starting to cook a little bit too. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they have momentum. It looks like they're trying to make a little late push. They got the 76ers in like the next 15 games. So, what do you think like, is more I mean, likely that we the seventh, win? seventh or eighth, seventh or eighth, realistically? What do you think is more likely that we take one of the Golden State Suns back-to-back games, or we go into Memphis and we beat Memphis in Memphis? Memphis. Well, uh, I'm gonna go with Memphis. Uh, but Golden State hasn't looked too hot no, in the last like ten, too. So they haven't looked too hot. Uh, Draymond's out, of course. Even though they're eight and two, I feel like they've been really close games against really bad teams. Yeah. So, more likely for me, it's getting at least one in the Warriors slash Suns back to back. We always you know, play the Suns tough. The like, Suns have only are... got nine losses in the year, and one yeah. of them, this mm-hmm. this team, and they mm-hmm. looked like garbage in that game. So yeah. we we can pull off a win against Golden State too, especially the way they're playing right now. So all these games on paper, you just got to take them one at a time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then once we get through this stretch, I also think we're going to take one of the Mavs games. We're taking one of the Mavs. Games. I think we're going to take the Mavs game. And if we don't do anything to totally blow up our roster, like for example, we'll get into some trade stuff. But like if we, um, um, if we don't blow up the whole roster on the tenth, and we still have a pretty full roster, I think we could possibly take both of them as long as Luca doesn't get too hot. Yeah, I mean the both. I mean, yeah, the game plan would be let Luca get high. Everybody else, that's right. Down, that's right. And there's no Tim Hardaway that's there. The He's he always cooks us. Uh, Tim so. Hardaway. And the funny <laughs> thing is, if we ever got Tim Hardaway, he wouldn't score as. Oh, he'd be terrible. Rate. Yeah, he would be. He'd be the worst player we've ever had. Terrible. Yeah. Um, anybody got any more thoughts? Sorry about that. <laughs> I I love dogs. <laughs> um. Uh, what you got, Jess? Crazy. Oh. Crazy news that you got. Crazy news. Crazy news that uh Ryan got. That's exciting to hear. I, I'm excited for the next three weeks. I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully everything pans out. How is how amazing would it be to see that number thirteen jersey hopping back on the court for us? Oh um, man, I'd love it, man. The crypto.com would go nuts. Thing, the only thing better than that would be to see the, the thirteen guy jumping around for for a few games, and then the number two guy coming out. Uh, that would be what okay. dreams are made of. We're about to talk about trades and stuff. We're we're on the precipice of getting back to all all NBA level players with about six weeks left in the season, potentially. Oh yeah. That that's the best trade line trade deadline acquisition you could ask for. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Do you have any thoughts, so, Jesse? So these boys better 
these guys, boys better play their butts off to keep us going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I got a question. Like, what do you think are some critical games that are coming up that you believe are must win? I would probably think the the games that we believe against the Houston Rockets are probably the ones that we must win. Because oh, all yeah. the other ones, like against the Nuggets, you know, that's a question mark. Raptors could be a question mark. Um, Bucks, Bulls. You know, like, Pelicans definitely have our number. I don't know why, but <laughs> it's it's funny today. I was looking at the standings and I was like, well, actually, you know, the Lakers could possibly uh fall out of the whole thing if they really fall apart and LeBron doesn't come back. And then I looked at the team that's right on the edge of 10, like right behind Portland, and it's the Pelicans. The damn Pelicans. And I was like, I oh, hope to God the Lakers survive. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn Pelicans. If we had to meet the Pelicans in a playing game, and you told me that two months beforehand, I'll just say, Paul. Oh, next season. Next season. Let's just just heal up, champ. Yep. Oh, don't put that evil on us, Brian. Don't do it. What are some must wins for you guys? Um, definitely. I'm looking at the schedule. Definitely tomorrow. I mean, not even through the rivalry, just because of seeding. Uh, so the Lakers at least split the Mavs, the Rockets games, the Lakers on the 25th, the Lakers on the third, <laughs> the Rockets mm-hmm. on. I mean, they play the Rockets like three times in the next four, 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 four times. I'm seeing it. Yeah, you're right. Four. It's ridiculous. This, shit, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, you want to know a classic Clippers move is we're gonna go above 500 in this tough stretch, but then lose by eight to the Rockets. <laughs> I mean, that can't happen, bro. Yeah, I Don't can definitely see that. I'm, I'm having Arturo flashbacks right now. <laughs> but Don't for you sure, put, the, the Laker game, for sure. We got to win it. Put that on seating, seating so, I think that I think that we as fans look at I look at every game and we, we determine, you know, like we pre premeditate this is a schedule loss. This is a, this is a must win game. This is a game that, you know, we'll, we'll be fighting, but my reaction is every game has to be one at a time. Every game has to be one at a time. Oh, I see something so, wild going on there. So Marcus Morris just tweeted. I emojis. Okay. <laughs> so do you think that it's, and it's two sets of I emojis. So, do you think it's Kawhi and Paul George oh, news, man. or do you think it's trade news? <laughs> I have no idea. This is getting spicy, man. You know what? It's funny because I think last trade deadline, he did something similar. Oh, yeah, he did something similar. I do. I, he did something similar. I remember that. So yeah, yeah. and there and then yeah. Rondo was on the team, and we all went. Uh... <laughs> All right, so Luke's actually our fourth guest. That's why. Bring <laughs> <laughs> him out right now. Uh-huh. Hey, Luke, what, what, what's your thoughts? <laughs> He's like, fuck, Brian. You know. <laughs> I'm looking you at got- the injury report for tomorrow. Avita Zubat still listed as questionable. Uh, Jay Scrub is out due to a turf toe on his right toe. A, a basketball so- questionable is better than a football questionable. I've learned that. That's uh, true. So. We'll do a mini uh, Clipper support group real quick. Does anybody have anything they want to get off their chest about Clipper stuff right now? Yeah, stop trying to, like, package all our guys for, like, one dude <laughs> that makes, like, a crazy amount of money. I was, that... I'm in the same bowl as, as Jake, so I, I, I don't like trade talks for point guards at all. Do we, <laughs> do we all hate tra- trade talk this time? Uh, I, just, I just hate the idea of – Everyone's saying that we need a point guard. I I, I feel bad because I feel like I mock a lot of people with some of the things I tweet because I'm you like, should. Oh, yeah. you know, we should get John Wall. And like, I might accidentally manifest that. Like, <laughs> so, you should. Uh, you bring in that you bring in that energy into the world, Candyman. I want you to stop. <laughs> I, uh, if you say John Wall three times in the in the mirror, you'll miss, a, you'll miss a jump true. shot. You'll miss a jump shot in your team's uniform. Son of a... uh, Take you out behind the bleachers, man. Uh, <laughs> for for me, honestly, it, I, my take on trade season is that your your happiness about trade talk is 
inversely proportional to how good your team is. So if your team is good, you hate trade talk. If your team is bad, you love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that this is the best roster and coaching staff in the NBA. The only thing holding us back is health. This is so the best for me, Clippers team we've had in history of franchise. For, for me, trade talk is like, look, I have natural hypertension because I'm kind of high strung. Just like I, since I was a kid, I'm just high strung. Trade talk just sends my blood pressure over the cliff. And I, I go into, you know, put the, put the phone down, step away from the internet. You, you, you need to like curl up with a, uh, a saucy book or something and just let it go. Has Mook doubled up on that tweet yet? No. Not yet. But okay. everybody's starting to talk about it now. Now it's getting hot. Now it's like, getting hot. Yeah. It's been he, smoky all day. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, he, what, he just he just wants the Twitter attention because if you didn't want the Twitter attention, don't eye emojis. If I sent eye emojis right now, people would ask me like, hey, so what's going on? And I'd be like, oh, it's nothing. You know, it's just trade talk. I'm about to get traded to a different Clippers podcast. Mm-hmm. What Clippers podcast would would you be traded to, Brian? I don't know, Jesse. If someone offered me the like, if someone wanted me, what do you think it would take to get me to a different podcast? <laughs> Jesse, what's, what's a good dinner? dinner. <laughs> <A> good dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you just go solo, you, you for cash consider for dinner considerations. <laughs> Jess, Jesse's like future considerations and two corn dogs for wiener schnitzel. Um. So oh I, 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 I think we all have the same Clippers struggle right now. So I'm, I think we could all move on. Um, let's play. Let's play trans game. I brought I brought something for you guys because you know I love the I love these moments with you so much. I brought. I decided I designed a game. Okay, and this game is based on something that uh, a euphemism that Jake uses. So this this is dedicated to Jake. We do we do Twitter Spaces after you know like. Most games, you can catch yeah. us on Twitter, Twitter spaces, either the LA Clips Forum uh, will host or I will host, drunken underscore Trent. If you don't follow us on Twitter, what are you doing for starters? If you don't follow get, us on Twitter, you're probably a Lakers fan. Get, Even if you think you root for the Clippers, you're probably a Lakers fan. And- exactly. All right. This, this crew is the war games of Clippers Twitter teams. We are the best. Yeah. So we, we host these Twitter spaces and Jake has this euphemism that he uses that I've fallen in love with. It's my, it's now my favorite thing. It's I, everything to me is cooked. It's cooked. <laughs> some, some version of yeah. cooked. Yeah. So I've got a game for you guys to play. It's called cook that trade. Okay. All right. So here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read you a trade proposal and you are going to rate that trade on how cooked it is if it's a good trade it's not cooked at all it's raw it's perfectly raw okay. if it's a horrible tra- we're going to use eggs okay okay if it's a horrible trade it's hard-boiled that mm-hmm. that trade is cooked okay. or you could say burned if you really it's beyond hard boiled. <laughs> so you would rate these trades by what what style of egg it is. Okay. Maybe it's sunny side up. Maybe it's over easy. The harder you cook that egg over medium, over hard. You, you get yeah. the idea here. Yeah, we got okay, it. Okay. So, so if you're Rocky drinking your eggs, that's a good trade. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to start out with a primer. Okay. And this is from the Kevin O'Connor ringer article about possible acquisitions. And I just want you to give me how cooked you think each of these players is not a trade proposal, just how cooked the player is. We know the first one, John Wall. Oh, he's Brian. raw, baby. I'm just kidding. No, he's cooked. <laughs> he's cooked. He's cooked. <laughs> Boy's hard boiled, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's the, the egg when you didn't oil the pan and there's still that egg residue that's on the pan because you cooked oh. it. That egg expired. That egg expired. All right. You should not be eating that. (laughs) All right. How cooked? Kimba Walker. Uh, Over easy. Over easy. 
Over easy. Like there, there, there's some good upside. His contract's good. Like it's still technically a cooked egg. Jesse, what you feeling? I, I go, I go hard boiled on that one. Jesse um, thinks Kemba is hard boiled. All right, I, you know he's, he's undersized. I don't think he. I mean, we're just getting two points. We're getting another point guard. He can't play defense. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm I'm over easy on this one too because I think Kemba may benefit from that change of scenery. How about Dennis Schroeder? You know what? Uh, for the skill set, I would say raw. I like that salmonella. <laughs> salmonella. Salmonella. Like We're getting sick. We're getting like sick. It. We did not cook that all the way through. I got. I like I, that. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, That's good. They're willing to give Schroeder away for nothing for a trade exception. Yeah. He's got a good. Yeah. He's got a good contract. His his contract is deal. five five point three million for this he season. It's one one year only. Defense. And here you go. Here you go, kids. We have an $8.3 million trade exemption from the Rondo yeah. deal. Yeah. If we no, get rid of two good. people, we could just be like, hey. And, we'll just... <laughs> and Boston's made it known they don't want any salary in return. They literally want to give them away. Yeah. I'll so we could, we could do that for nothing. Of course, we don't have any roster spots, but details, details. Goran Dragic. Cooked. Cooked. Overcooked. I don't know. Hardball? Double eggs, man. That's what I'm feeling right there. All right. Spencer Dinwiddie. If there there was a player that classified as the master of none in the NBA, it's Spencer Dinwiddie. Like the guy does okay in just everything, and he does eh in everything else. You know, you know, like I really wish him the best considering like he was so good in Brooklyn and ACL injury. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. sucks. Do you think it's a product of the environment though? I mean, it's the wizards. No, no, no. I'm going to go with that's legit. The injury taking away your first, your first step. Right. Fair enough. Uh, Okay. Are you going to bring him into a trade though? Before I I have a thought. Stop. Stop. This okay, is my okay, game. Okay. Well, I'll talk about Jesse. it after if you don't bring it up. I, yes. I don't know. Because also, your environment can also affect how you play, right? Like, you, sure. you, might, not, you, you might not put that much effort into it. Absolutely. Like, hey, this, this is a losing team. Why am I going to try this hard? Absolutely. You know, like, I'm already yeah. paid really well. So Eric Bledsoe hated being in New Orleans. Exactly. He mailed That's in a good season. Point right there. He's, been, he's been a baller for us. If Bradley Bill didn't like me either, I guess I would not be good about it. But if it wasn't for his contract, I'd be more open for it, open to it. All right, fair yeah, enough. Here you go. Last name on my on this cooked or not cooked, just the list is Jalen Brunson. Uh, oh God, it's a double-edged sword for me. Like, I, uh, Jalen Brunson for me, skill set wise, fit wise, raw, amazing. Would be an amazing co- uh, acquisition. Chances of us getting him, totally different yeah. story. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I, you know what though, the I. I I believe that Morris was pursued by the Mavs uh, in the offseason. He was. The extension. So that's, that's kind of oh, Imagine yeah. Luca finding Morris in the corner for all <laughs> the game. I, I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't do it. Me either. Me either, bro. It'd be I just couldn't. Cook. Yeah, I don't. I don't need us, yeah. quote unquote, giving up on the Morris experiment just for him to go eight for ten in a game against yeah. us in the playoffs. Yep. You know he is. Because you know, you know he is. Because you know he yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Eight for ten minimum. I would I would give that one another over easy because, <laughs> he, like you said, the skill set's great and all, but like at this, like, do we need him? Because Brian wants to talk about it. Here's the first trade, and okay. how cooked is that trade? Cook right. that trade. Right. It's Spencer Dinwiddie for Eric Bledsoe straight up. Okay, so that's from Joey Lynn of uh, SI. There's some things that Spencer does better than Eric Bledsoe. And there's some things that Eric does better than Spencer Dinwiddie. I feel like it's a kind of a lateral move, but there's a younger player on the other end, which is Spencer Dinwiddie. But I feel like all it's going to do is pay a more expensive player for longer years and kind of screw with the chemistry a little bit. Okay. Cook that trade then. Yeah. I'll cook it. How cooked? cooked It's not that cooked though. I I would, if they did it. Like over medium. I wouldn't be, uh, yeah, over medium is fine because, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. If they did it, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be mm-hmm. kind of optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. But I, at the same time, it's not entirely necessary to do it. Jesse's over there thinking, how do I get some pancakes with these over easy eggs? <laughs> I'm open to it. Um, 
I mean, but I mean my point about the environment, but also you're gambling on the injury, you know. ACL, it's it's not really an easy injury to overcome. So I don't know, it's it's a huge gamble. But if for if for just Eric Bledsoe, I think there's a lot of upside to it. You know, a scoring guard that can maybe help in a more minimal role, like considering that he probably played the two or the one. And uh, he could get some volume up, which is nice because we kind of need guys that need volume. So, well, right do, now at least. Right do now, you feel like Spencer with Kawhi would be better than Eric with Kawhi? Um, you know what? I'm like I'm optimistic with Eric and Kawhi together. I kind of like how Eric plays downhill, and he mm-hmm. stayed low to the ground and plays defense. It's like I, yep. I like Eric kind of. I wish he could stay. I mean, I wish I could see Kawhi play with him. I think I think it's a good fit. I do um, yeah, I think it's a good fit. Look that trade, Jake. Dinwiddie for Plateau, uh, straight up. Uh, I'm gonna go. What is it? Over not over easy. The one after that. Uh, over medium. Over hard or over medium? Yeah. Over I'll, medium. I'll, I'll, I wouldn't be mad at it. I'd be optimistic in a sense that they'll minimize his role a little bit. And I'm, I think you know. I'm going over hard on that one. I'm not a fan, okay. but if it happened, okay. I wouldn't like commit Harry Carrier or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's a fun trade. The Hornets get Serge Ibaka and Eric Bledsoe. The Clippers get Gordon Hayward. I uh, just bring it on. I want that. I want to drink all those raw. Let's put all twelve. <laughs> Is that wrong? Eggs, yeah. All twelve yeah. eggs yeah. In, a, in, in a cup. Jesse's oh, over there going. Yeah, I just yeah, went on yeah, a keto yeah. diet. In this, in this <laughs> offense, oh, Gordon yeah, Hayward, the guy, the guy just needs to make sure his knees work and his ankles work. But if the the bonus to that trade is it opens up that roster spot for Amir Coffee. Absolutely. Right, so basically, uh, so basically, you're getting Amir Coffee and Gordon Hayward in the playoffs. That, yeah, yeah. So here's your here's your next trade. Cook this trade, Eric Bledsoe, and either. Brandon Boston Jr. or Keon Johnson for Karis LeVert. Oh, raw. It's brutal, isn't it? Raw. I, I just bought another. I just, yeah, I just bought another 12, another dozen of eggs. <laughs> you just got kids. And, and I'm just drinking them. I'm just drinking them. I have you 24 so? eggs and I have 24 eggs right now. This, and, this know, trade would give the Pacers yeah. flexibility financially next season by getting them off LeVert's contract. And they get Bledsoe, who can still handle the ball for them for the remainder of this year. Plus, they get a young player in a Brandon Buster Jr. or a Keon Johnson. It would probably have to be Brandon. It would probably have to be Brandon, based on what's probably the outputs been this season. Yeah, I'm. That's all the way wrong. I'm not gonna lie to you. If they if we had to do both Brandon Boston and Keon, I think I'd still do it too. Yeah, uh, that's not a question. If if you're trying to win now, that that's yeah. Yeah. I want to throw this I want to throw this out there just for fun. This is from USA Today from like 8 hours ago. They their recommendation is to try to get a first rounder for Marcus Morris. I think that's cooked as all get out. That's just first, ridiculous. First round, a first rounder for Marcus? Yeah. Who's going to uh, want Marcus Morris for uh, the record? I'm going to say this. So the 10th is Right. <laughs> Who is going to want Marcus Morris? A contender, right? Okay. Rebuild yeah. isn't going to want Marcus Morris, so so yeah. you're looking at a bottom third of the draft first round. But we were thinking two months ago that we're going to get nothing for him. So if we could, if if what's this, what's this we at, stuff? You got a mouse in your pocket? Yeah, me and this me and this mouse right here. This is my source. <laughs> this is my Clipper source. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've only got a couple minutes left on this game, so you got to cook it, man. It, I'm just going to say, if by the tenth we've just lost every game and it's the tenth now. Why not? Because we might not even get PG or Kawhi back at that point. Okay. Here you go. Uh, we trade with the Bulls. The Bulls get Marcus Morris and Jason Preston. We get Derek Jones Jr. and Kobe White. Uh, that trade. I'm going to cook it. Yeah, I'm going to cook it. We don't, need, we don't need more. I just, don't, I just don't see where – yeah, I don't know where Kobe White – well, Derrick Jones Jr., okay. I, I don't know where Kobe White fits. Our guard, I feel like our guards are so stacked. Like, yeah. Lucy's no, not too. All right. I scoured the internet for this stuff. I raised my blood pressure for you guys. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, Trent. How about this one? Portland gets surge plus a little something. Could be a draft, could be a second round or something. 
for Robert Covington. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, medium. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, over medium. If they did over, it, I wouldn't yeah, mind, but term. I'd rather trade Surge for the roster spot, not Robert Covington. Yeah, we're we're, stuck, no we're still stuck in the same spot. I don't know why Portland would want that trade, to be honest. So, I, but it, you yeah. know, I found it. I found it everywhere. But yeah, yeah. well, Covington's coming off the books too, so it's kind of oh, like they'd no... be doing it for a second round pick or something like that. Yeah. You can play some yeah, small yeah. ball four and five though, so it's four, not four. like that. Yeah, I'm gonna cut this one because it's insane. I, like I said, I scoured the internet and Reddit is scary. Oh yeah. Here's a. Oh no, I can't do this. He's about to have no, a stroke right now. Can't do that one. <laughs> there, there were there are like four and five team deals out there that you look at and you go, I can't even wrap my brain around that. So Russell Westbrook, yeah, it's real. Yeah, there you go. This was <laughs> this one was this one was proposed by Bleacher Report, and actually Jake and I have already talked about it on a Twitter space. This one is the, Miami Heat get Marcus Morris, and the Clippers get Duncan Robinson, and then in the Bleacher Report version, we get a first round pick too. <laughs> To be honest, even if we didn't get the first, that's 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 raw eggs at seven for me too. If it's straight up and down, yeah, is it uh, Duncan Robinson for Marcus Morris? Yes, I would do it. Yeah. It's yeah, raw, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's it raw. It's definitely yeah. raw. Like yeah. Duncan's not the worst defender in the NBA. He's not. He's not the best, but he's not the worst. I think it's. And, a, I think it's. And a great it's trade. not like Marcus Morris is locking down anybody either. Like he's a good defender when it counts, but he's not well, locking anybody down. Yeah, but Miami gets Marcus Morris with his brother in the building every night. And and do the Nuggets play him again this year? Uh, they probably don't, huh? I I, I would no. like to see that. That's a, that's no. a TNT game. No, no. That's a game where TNT moves whatever game that they had scheduled and they put the Nuggets put, game on. on. Here's, on. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one to turn your brain inside out. The Clippers go to the to the uh, Charlotte Hornets and we offer them Isaiah Hartenstein and a second round pick for Jalen McDaniels and the 2022 first rounder that they have from New Orleans. Well, that's kind of tough because we might lose heart anyways. It's yeah. wild. And, and that's, that's a, a wild. And that's a good draft pick. We can, And if we do that trade early enough, we could probably flip it the day after or something like that for another trade. It's true. How could cook that trade? I'll raw. take that. That's raw. 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 I love heart, but it's raw. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Daniels is good too as a mid range game. Yeah. Over medium. I don't like it. I think Hart's long-term clipper bound, baby. So here's the last one I'm going to talk about. This is the guy that everybody wants. The Clippers get CJ McCollum from Portland in return for Luke Kennard, Evita Zubats, Brandon Boston Jr., and a 2027 first-round pick. And they'll probably have to throw in at least one second as well to make that I would say low. no because we're not we're not trading Luke. Yeah, and, exactly. And and like if we can maybe figure out a way to make the trade work without Luke, I'd be I'd be like nah. no. I, I wouldn't throw my phone at the wall. Luke and Zoo are the absolute have to haves. Yeah, if Portland's picking up the phone. Uh, I, and I and I don't want to trade. If we're going to trade any center, we just showed we just saw it the other night in Indiana that we need Zoo on the court. So like, just saying, I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, I would cook that. I would cook that based on the people we'd be giving up. I have to agree with them. I don't want to give up that depth, especially with Luke Kennard. Man, I just, I just picture Luke Kennard, how he confident he is, along with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I can't let that go, honestly. I think CJ with with those two would be really good too, though. But I just don't see us giving up. Jake's over there putting on a chef hat right now. Yeah, but he's trying to figure out how good this trade is. Who were the other players? Brandon Boston Jr. and and the 2027 first round pick. Luke. Honestly, Zoo BBJ first round pick. I would hate to do this trade. Zoo as well. Yeah, Luke Zoo BBJ first round pick. Not doing it. I would probably hate to do this, but. I'd probably do it. It's so tough to get dynamic guards that can score off the bat like that on any given night. Did you just over easy CJ McCollum? He could go for <laughs> he could go for 20, 25, 30. According to this it's, deal, it's too. It's really hard to get. Uh, yeah, acor- according to know. this deal, we, we're still keeping Eric Bledsoe, which means we still have a defensive guard. I put we this trade together Eric. for the record. 
Oh, okay. We have oh, Surge. Okay. We have Hartenstein. We, I mean, I'm probably doing it as hurtful as that is. But I'm and Hart would just start, and then we'd have Surge. Uh, not whichever they, whichever they want to. Yeah. I hear Demarcus Cousins is available for a ten day. <laughs> I feel like Surge Surge would play the court, have the court tot start. You know, he would he would go in for the first ten minutes and not play for the rest of the game. There's just a lot of scoring upside. And it's it's not even it's like having a third star, but not. We we sense. would technically still have our strong small ball lineup too. Yeah, Batum Morris is still there. Kawhi and, PG and, and Reggie and just, Eric. We just we just we already suck at rebounding though. I just I'd be so uh, concerned to make that ten times worse. <laughs> I know, I know. No, that's a tough. That's tough because I'm a Zeus fan, so. It's, the yeah. only the only player that I think I would trade yeah. Luke for at this moment would have to be like obviously he wouldn't be straight up, but like in a package would be for a top ten player in the NBA. It would have to be like Harden <laughs> next season. <laughs> like because the thing like, Luke, like a man who bought the jersey. <laughs> Luke Luke is statistically the best shooter in the NBA right now. Not even a question. That's why. That's why Portland wants him. You know. That's why everybody wants him. You know, like technically, he's the best shooter in the NBA right now. Like he's even better than Steph Curry. Obviously, like, like maybe not off the dribble always, but you know what I mean. But like, I'm not saying he's a better player than Steph. I'm just saying he's the best shooter, you know, in the league. And we're going to be trading that for someone who, who, who basically is going to do almost the same thing, but even worse from the three point line and gets paid a lot more. I, I just don't know. See, Brian Brian is now working with me on this. I'm cooking the hell out of this trade. I'm burning it to the ground because CJ McCollum doesn't fit into the Ty Lu offense. That's why I'm cooking it. It's a bad fit. If we got if we got CJ somehow at the trade deadline, sure. I'd I'd be excited to see how that looks, but I'd I just wouldn't I'd be so sad to let Players that have been carrying this team to this point just be like, I know, I know. that's what I, that's how I feel. Look, let me, for friends, for, for stats 45% from the field, 39% from three. But he takes 10 threes a game and he makes, I mean, he takes eight threes a game, makes about three, three and a half. So, you know, you know how you replicate that scoring? Uh, you, so you tell Luke you're gonna <laughs> fine him for every shot he doesn't take oh, over yeah. twelve. I'm I'm huge on Luke. You know, Luke, get your butt out there and start putting the ball in the air. Hold I don't on, care if you're contested or free, not. This man gets one free throw attempt a game. Never mind. <laughs> Never I, I mind. could just I could just see Jerry West pick up the phone from Portland and just be like, "How many thirty five point comebacks does CJ McCollum have this season?" <laughs> no, I mean it's I valid know. though. It's valid. That's a valid. That's a valid. It's valid to think. I mean, does he even have the dog in him to play? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good point. I don't. I don't believe in three star systems. I don't think they're going to work in the NBA going forward because all of these stars are getting up there in age. Ask the Lakers how the three star system is working. Ask the Nets how the three star system is working. Both of those teams were picked to finish number one in each conference, and they're both struggling mightily because one injury blows up your whole damn team. So for me, yeah. I want to stay away from that, especially when I when I already have two superstars who are uh, I don't know if anybody's been checking injured. I was gonna say the three. Uh, in my opinion, if I can be honest with you, the three star system I think does work if everybody's yeah. healthy. Well, I agree. Uh, well, yeah, in a in a miracle world where yeah. rainbows, I mean, unicorns on your lawn. Lakers technically crazy. still won a championship though. Don't bubble me. <laughs> I mean, the way they got a chip. Well, they well, didn't have three stars, it. though, right? They had, like, oh, they didn't well, have Rondo. Oh, no. My bad. You're right. You're right. My bad. I forgot, oh. too. It wasn't, it wasn't no, necessarily Anthony Davis and LeBron James that carried them to that bubble title. It was the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis were healthy, and then they had a crew of yeah. other guys I, that were able to keep that ship afloat when there was one, no, one and two. Out, one it wasn't, yeah, that wasn't three super stars. And, and they I'm had, had the out. easiest playoff row that I think anyone's ever had. Oh, bubble or not. Bubble or not. Like, you oh. get to the finals, and you're playing the fifth seed of the other conference. You're playing the sixth seed, I think it was, or something like that, in the Western Conference finals. 
Yeah. But the Nets, I don't think. I'm never going to forgive Doc. Mm I don't think you can go out the Nets, though, because the Nets, we're playing uh, a weird era right now. We're playing COVID. So we're playing with COVID. So, I mean, you put that into consideration. If Kyrie played in every game this year, maybe the Nets do look unstoppable. I agree. Considering let's, like let's let's see how the last two months of this season unroll because remember Harden just tweaked his hammy, the same injury that kept him out. Hey, for I'm just I'm just saying if we did if we got months. it if we got him on a on a on a cheap deal just because of the headache he's causing in Brooklyn and we had Kyrie because as long as we don't play a New York team in the in the a New York team or Toronto <laughs> in, right. in the finals. All right, Brian. If it's in if ifs and buts and we're coconuts, we'd all be drinking pina coladas. <laughs> yeah you're right all right well, I mean, there's always there's always strength there to make sure that i'm grounded three, <laughs> i love three you bro stars. I love it, you too. it's got to be the right way right the right competent way boston did it back in the day they did it the right way kept their role players yep. traded for the stars like they did it you know but the, the, real. the secret to every successful big three is that at least one of those big three was drafted by the team yeah it, that's the only way it kind of was was held on to beforehand we've yeah. got two guys one signed as a free agent one acquired through trade if we acquire another one through trade we absolutely murder gutting yeah you're gutting look <laughs> at what happened to the lakers look at that roster now their big three doesn't work together because they all you know they're all paint scorers basically no so we're talking about having a big four right because luke canard's technically the third star on the team oh no luke goes out in that deal luke, oh, luke is right. gone in any deal for a major player we got everybody who pooped all over that contract last season is now choking on those words oh yeah you know, oh, we brought the receipts it's like everybody I had to pull over to the side of the road because that Luke Kennard extension is insane. No, no, it turns out it was brilliant. I, so. I, I, I got this to throw out there, though. I feel like the Clippers, every time they get a Luke Kennard uh, offer on the phone, they're just like, you sure you don't want Morris instead? He gets paid the same. And they're like, and then they hang up on the Clippers. <laughs> I think if the, if the Clippers do make a move of relative significance – over the next eight days, it's going to be one that we're not, we can't foresee because what they're going to do is hop in as the third team in a deal. That's how they'll make a deal. If they, like, they'll probably ship surge out for nothing, but I can totally imagine them hopping in as the third team in a deal and saying, we've got this great Eric Bledsoe salary that we can chuck into this thing to make everything work. And then we get something great in return. That could absolutely happen. Yeah. But I, I don't see like a one for one or one for two consolidation trade. I just don't see it coming. I, uh, I, just don't. I have a question. Yeah, go for it. Uh, are, are we done with your game? Do you have any more? Oh, no. I have, I have, okay. I have a question. I read, I read this on, uh, for some reason, it showed up on my, on my search, but uh, Raptors apparently have some suggestions. Uh, a Raptors fan base has some suggestions for trades, and one of them included Eric Bledsoe for Gordon, Gordon Dragic, and then also maybe um, if that if that didn't work, then probably um, Serge for Gordon. Gordon doesn't work money wise. It doesn't work. Gordon Dragic makes like nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Uh, he he should get bought out though. And don't would, we have the trade? Don't we? Didn't we get something from the trade from? Uh... Yes, yeah, so the trade exception would that be close enough to that? You can't yeah. you can't add a trade exemption to a trade in a one for one. Oh, you have to add it as an example of a basically to absorb a second player. Like if I trade my guy plus my trade exemption for your two guys, that works out. But if you only have one other guy, doesn't work. Oh, it's Keith Morris just posted a sunglasses emoji, guys. And what's the second emojis that are there? Are those the bug eyes? The eyes, the eyes, the shocked eyes, the bug eyes. Do you think he's going? Do you think Marcus just went to the Heat for uh, Duncan Robinson? Did that just happen? I don't know. I just. I actually oh, no. looked at the Heat salary-wise. The only player they could send us in a quarter soda one-on-one situation would be Duncan Robinson. Salary-wise, that's the only thing that matches up. And if you're the Miami Heat, when you acquire Marcus Morris, 
you get off of the ridiculous extension you just signed Marcus or Duncan Robinson to, which is you know probably pretty good for them, it's considering they just drafted that that guy uh, uh, that basically does the same thing. I can't remember his name. Suddenly, Struess. Struess. They just drafted Struess, who's basically the same player as Duncan Robinson. What? So, what if this is all just a like we just they just flip it on us? Dude, and we're getting knows, Keith somehow. <laughs> we're getting, oh, are we getting Keith? <laughs> Keith hey, is man. on a Keith's on a minimum. But we yeah. know that Miami has coveted Mook for the last couple seasons, at least. And of all the places that I can see trading Mook and me being happy with him going there, Miami's it. I would love to see him play with his brother. We, we were all talking about like how like if the Clippers are going to get rid of these guys who are really good for our chemistry, that we at least want to send them to a place that they would be content. And we're like, Morris would be going to a number one seed well, yeah, not only oh, yeah. the today, but they're a top seed East team, and he's playing with his brother. Like that's the best yeah. we could do for Marcus. Like it's a win-win win for tra- Marcus. Like obviously, when we traded Lou Will, like obviously it wasn't ideal for us, but at least we sent him to his hometown. You know, stuff like that. You know, like yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so anybody got any more thoughts? I'm good. I feel like I got my game in. Cooked that trade. Loved it. We got to figure out another way to incorporate that game where it's not trades. Like you're just like, hey, brother, would you cut? I'm a I'm a chef. I'm Iron Chef Trent. I can cook anything. (laughs) All right, I like that. All right, any final thoughts, Jake? Uh, no final thoughts, man. I'm happy to hear that. Everybody, uh, watch Marcus. Yeah, everyone, watch Marcus Morris's Twitter and keep an eye on some PG news. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Jesse, you got anything? Uh. Thank you, Trent and uh, Jake, for joining us and having a blast. Thank and thank you, Brian, for having a credible source. So I we, uh, this. we appreciate you. So Thank you. Um, this is going to be like, give me that number, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, make sure you buy all of Jake's uh, clothes and uh, oh, stuff man. like that. And uh, like, you just came out with a Luke Canard shirt. I bought it. Uh, oh, and, thanks, man. Thank you. No And... Check out Trent's podcast, Trent Takes On 2.0. And he's doing the Lord's work on there. All right. <laughs> so I, I want you to check that out. You say that, and people are going to be like, oh, wow, he's going to be preaching and stuff. It's not that kind of preaching. <laughs> yeah, you, you do, you're, doing, you're doing everyone a favor. by. I cooked, I cooked me to a Republican Party yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> And that's LA Clips Forum. You can check us out wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter at LA Clips Forum. And thank you, Trent, for the outro. We're out. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval for this episode of LA Clips Forum. For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins, catch LA Clips Forum every week. The podcast for fans, by fans. Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound. Oh, yeah.